Hey, what's up? On our play for this week, Jeff Kelly wants us to be moderately hyped for opening night live, which is just around the corner. Moderately hyped. New details for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 feels more like a true sequel rather than an extended DLC. Will Pokemon Company actually improve their games or are these all talk? And then we have impressions from the Armor Core Showcase. I'm sorry, Armor Core 6 fires Rubicon Showcase. Then the Like a Dragon Man Who Erased His Name something, something, something presentation. Get it right. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, we have true fans on this cast, so I just, my bad. All this and more on Season 7, Episode 32 of Press X to Start, Gamers Digest. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, CJ, a.k.a. Sexy Adroids, a.k.a. I'm going to have to retire that because Armor Core is just around the corner and I cannot wait. You're going to be body bag, man. Oh, man, I can't wait. I have a whole cosplay ready and everything, man. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm joined by Sean M.F. Ross. What does EMF stand for? Aqua Negro. Oh, oh, nah, I, I just came from the splash park, man. I don't know. Oh, true. Okay. I mean, it still works. It still works. You know, yeah, yeah. we can do that nowadays. We, we were able to get in the water. This one wasn't filled with concrete. <laughs> <laughs> Super deep cut for anybody that. Uh... Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Anyway. Yeah. You now you know who we are. Press and start Gamers Digest is a video podcast and it's the most important information, gaming news, so much more from this past week into an hour long meal just for you. We are live on YouTube every Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You know, it is what it is. What's up? You doing good? Good. Don't forget, you can support us by liking this video that you're watching, subscribing to the channel that you're watching the video on, and then hitting that notification bell. If you do that, you'll be able to get notified when we're doing all of our things. So do that. We appreciate it. Uh, if you are listening, we greatly appreciate you leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or a podcast services you're currently tuned in on. If you want to join our conversation, you can by joining our Discord at pressexmentusart.com slash Discord. So do that. All right. Sean, how you doing? How you been? Ah, uh, man, I can't complain. Just waiting for, mm. like, a dragon to come out, waiting for Spider-Man mm. to come out. Um, I might check out Starfield on uh, X-Cloud yeah. or something, you know. Since PlayStation jacked that up and, you know, now we can't get it. Yeah. Damn yeah, you, Sony. This is gonna be a pretty jam-packed rest of the year. Like um on, on my side, I got armor core, as I said. That's coming out next week. I actually pre-ordered it. Wow. You know, why I broke my old why? habits. Why? I why? mean, I I I don't even think there's a what was I different this time, DJ. Uh I feel like I feel like if I didn't pre-order this or if I waited, like my run ancestors out. Were run just out of copies. Like... <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. And then on, on top of all that, um, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, which is a game that I've been screaming about because I love Just Say Radio. And Marcus. Uh, and, yes, Wait, did Marcus want to play that or did he just put that on his uh, Fantasy League thing? I think I think he put it on there just to spite me because mm. he thought I was going to pick it. But I was like, right, there's no way I'm going to pick that. But yeah, um, they had a, a, a show or a little trailer release drop thing last week and it turns out it was out that same day. So I've, I've 
just been I'm not going to get it on Switch because I want to actually make content for it and actually put it out on our social platforms. But I feel like that'd be pretty cool to do. So I'm going to wait for the console release, which is September 1st, which is after Armor Core. So I will have to make some tough decisions. Man, I can't wait till Armor Core and Starfield comes out for those are on my fantasy league. It's going to bring me into Mm -hmm. a strong second place. (laughs) (laughs) Facts. All right, uh, that that's enough of us talking about the games that we will be playing soon. Let's talk about the games we'll be seeing soon. Oh, we got some gaming news stuff, guys. Let's go. Number one, this is Gamescom 2023. This comes from Polygon. Specifically, Jeff Keighley has a little thing about our expectations for this opening night live, which is happening. If you're watching this before Tuesday, it's happening Tuesday at like 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mm. That's the best standard time. Best day of your time. All right. Um, expect lots of games, Keely says, but fewer game announcements. This year's ONL is less about announcing brand new projects and more about giving fans updates on some of the biggest games due out over the next year. Next year is next year, 2024. Mm-hmm. That's actually an interesting clue. Uh, this year's ONL stream promises new previews of Assassin's Creed Mirage, Mortal Kombat 1, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, Alan Wake 2, which got delayed, Nightingale, Black Myth Wukong, and Crimson Desert. Actually, Black Myth Wukong, they had a first hand or hands first on IGN, Mm -hmm. and it just showed, like, playing, like, the first, the first couple of bosses. It looks good. Um, if you're watching this and everyone, I'd suggest you actually go watch the IGN video because it feels like, uh, I think the person reading it is Ryan McCaffrey, but it kind of feels like he's reading a script, yeah, a script like that was given to him by the developers. It didn't feel very natural. So I, that was kind of weird, but like the actual combat, the actual visuals and the gameplay Look looks, yeah, it looks pretty good. So that I'm actually pretty surprised. I'm pretty impressed that that stuff is still pretty solid because I think a lot of people were saying that like the first couple of trailers that we saw was like bullshot. So mm. it seems like they're pretty, they're keeping the quality. So that's good. Um, so yeah, so this is just saying, Hey guys, don't get super, um, super crazy excited for opening night live, like have be hyped for it, but just don't think that we're going to show you the next God of war because that's not, it's not on the plate for this. Um, Too late. Already yeah. Tried. Right. <laughs> how, how do you feel about this? Um, what's, what's, how do you feel about opening night live in, in general? I'm not as sour as uh, some people are on the cast mm-hmm. as far as like Jeff Keighley Productions. I mean, I'm just happy to see games. Um, yeah. Even if I don't plan on playing, it was just interesting to see where the industry is going, what the, where the visuals is going, what new innovations you know may spread into other games. Provided yeah. they don't uh, copyright things like goddamn WB and their nemesis system, but you know whatever. We didn't even. We actually didn't get to talk about that last week, but um, uh, Nintendo has copyrighted a bunch of stuff from. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Tears, of Tears of the Kingdom. That's pretty annoying. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I'm, I'm in the same place with you. Like I am excited for this because this is a game showcase, and I love game showcase. And like I've generally been pretty positive on the Keeley production, so I think this is bound to be 
at at worst a fine showcase. Uh, this showcase is going to be two hours long. That is pretty much the standard length of his stuff. So should be fun. Should be fine. We'll see. We we'll may see. or may not react to it. Keep an eye out. Yes. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna figure that out because it is. 2 p.m. in the middle of the day, and it's like, oh, no one works at a time. It'd be fine. I know I don't. <laughs> oh, Sean, Sean got them blessed hours. <laughs> Amen. All right, number two. A worldwide reveal announcing Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. This is coming from callofduty.com. So they, I pretty much went to the source for this. There is a just giant like yeah. seven page blog posts about like what to expect from Call of Duty 3. We're cool. just going to go through it and just kind of go through it. All right, yeah, let's do that. So Call of Duty campaign, that's usually a thing that everyone goes to. They play, they play a campaign, they drop out and they go off their merry way and they don't really mess with the multiplayer because you know, people, the whole thing about Call of Duty multiplayer. I mean, they just, me back in the day, I always tried to do the campaign at least once. Yeah, oh yeah. For, yeah, for sure. Like, I would do the campaign just, just to get it done and, and then go into the multiplayer and live in the multiplayer. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, the big thing about this that we kind of got a taste from it from the event that they had last week yeah. is open combat missions. Well, actually, no, this, this is different from that. This is more so about the uh, whatever. So open combat missions. Uh, this allows you to choose your combat style. So you can either go in quiet with a um, night vision goggles, a suppressed pistol, or you can go loud, which you get like attack vest, you armor up and you get all your boom bangs and, and pop pops and you just go in there and just cause chaos. That's really cool. And then you also can use any vehicle available to you in the map for your mission. So it very much seems like you're going to be dropped in a, a pretty big map. You have to get to like point A or point B or like secure or whatever. It kind of feels like a more uh, upgraded version of the co-op missions that they had. It's just going to be single player because I was going to say this feels like a open corridor or at least how they're describing it. It's not quite mm-hmm. open world. It's not quite linear. It's more so like uh what the hell is that? Uh Uncharted 4. That's a good pull. That's a good pull. Yeah, yeah. You got a wide area for you to get to where you need to get to. Right, right. I was thinking of almost like Metal Gear Solid Five. Although I didn't play it, I did see a lot of like gameplay on it, and it was very mm-hmm. much so like open world ish, where you can interact with the enemies in various different ways, and and like, you can like accomplish the mission by doing whatever However. you need to do to get over there. Yeah. So it did kind of feel like that too. But yeah, I think Uncharted Four is actually a good. A good pull. Um, on top of that, for the game itself, there will be all 16 maps from Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 2009 version, the original Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Uh, they'll all be updated and become the Modern Warfare 3. So updated is, I don't think the actual map layouts or anything is going to be changed. I think it's going to be more so just visual updates and allowing them to be played in different mode types that you have in Modern Warfare. Like Hardpoint capture flight also i think this is actually pretty big for you sean because you oftentimes we were playing you'd say like oh man i kind of miss the old maps like the the three lane uh nah it sound like they about to just take the aesthetic and no 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 no. so 
So no, no, no. So it's just going to improve the visuals of the maps. I think the maps themselves are still going to stay Three the same. lane style. Yeah. Because well, just like shipment. Me, you can find me living in that. Uh... <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, because like, it's just like shipment. Like they haven't changed the layout of shipment. It's just they made it prettier. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so that's that. I think that's that's a really cool like thing to, to throw into this. Uh, there's also a new mode called Cutthroat. They didn't really give any details on it. It's just going to be a competitive mode where it's 3v3v3. So I think that's the first time we've had a three-team mode layout in Call of Duty games. I could be wrong, but I think that's this is the first time. Uh, beyond that, there is multiplayer innovations and changes. So one of the innovations is tax stance. Uh, this is actually really interesting. Let me see if I can get... Okay, so... Tax stance is a in-between to your full ADS, which is when you pull the gun to your face, and your hip fire, which you just have your gun just willy-nilly around your hips, just doing whatever it wants to do. Uh, tax stance, when you, when you enter this stance, you hold the gun in a canted firing position, which is like that side, like, say this is my boom bang, right? It's yeah. like that side position that you have going on versus the, yeah. So... You do that. Um, the tax stance dramatically. Nope. Oh wait, no, that's not. So you you basically trade accuracy for improved mobility and handling with your gun. So the actual spread is in between ADS and uh, hip fire. So it's basically that that in between place that I think yeah. could be really cool, but I think it depends on how you're triggering your tax stance versus how you trigger ADS. I think if they can figure that out and make it like very smooth, I think that'd be really cool versus like, oh, you have to press an extra button versus like ADSing. And it's like, okay, I'm not sure exactly how. Um, it might um, be like a, nah, never mind. No. <laughs> I was gonna say, I mean, I know they could do it on PlayStation because you can kind of like mm -hmm. apply a, the resistive oh. triggers. So like I'm yeah, sure it'd be yeah, easier yeah. to do on PlayStation, but you gotta account for both yeah. systems. I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna do it then. Yeah, right, right, right. Um the other thing to tax stance is that when you slide, you will fire in tax stance by default. Uh since we're talking about sliding, one of the things they're doing is they're making sliding you can shoot from sliding like immediately. There's mm -hmm. a delay in Modern Warfare 2. Uh, apparently there's a lot of like movement things that has been like made slower in Modern Warfare 2 that are kind of like stepping back from making a bit more quicker paced movement wise for the game. Um this is also the interesting thing. They're so they're evolving loadouts. What that means is they are adding clothes to the game and each piece of clothes will have either like a pert or a stat increase mm -hmm. or something to it to to i guess improve your loadout of your character so we're talking about gloves tactical vest and like boots and stuff like that i i think this is an interesting approach i think this is an interesting idea i don't know i don't know what's your what's your what's your thoughts on this can i tune my shiesty <laughs> maybe it, it, it might dynamics. be 
Say what? LP Garrison. <laughs> yeah. So hold on. Are they gonna let you like change? Are I think let this you gets close. This gets so weird because it's like the system right now. Your operator, which is your character that you play in the game, mm-hmm. they have an outfit, and like the store is built around getting these operates with different outfits. So it's just like yeah. they're gonna I, let you just start buying straight up individual clothes pieces, which means. Let me see. If, let me see if you get where I'm going with this. Take a good while. Mm, I guess. think I do. What? You get. You could. You could. You could spend forty dollars to get a whole Adidas Trackstar fit. <laughs> That's not how you're going. I mean, oh, we got okay. people in um Souls games in Elden Ring running around naked in drawers. You're gonna see people just running around in drawers and, oh. and a gun. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, what's the Elden Ring, dude? Um, Let me solo her. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have yeah. one of those in uh, Golden. <laughs> Throw in some proximity chat, boy. It's over, right? <laughs> you just creep up behind somebody. I ain't got no panties <laughs> on. Like, it's, Call of Duty is gonna be nuts. Just trust me. <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine? Like, you year. played, you played DMZ, and they're like, "What you got all year?" Like, I don't know. I just got an M4. You got them new Nikes, though. Let me get them Nikes. <laughs> Drop them shit. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, put so, yeah. the Jordans on in the game so people right? can reenact uh, their childhood <laughs> or robbing people for their Jordans. Anyway, anyway, yeah. So um, from the innovations category, the last thing they have is aftermarket parts, which is an evolution of the gunsmith, uh, and it continues with the addition of aftermarket parts. This is a special set of customization options allowing you to focus on your preferred or specific playstyle. Aftermarket parts enable you to construct unique weapon configuration or types, such as customizing a machine gun into a bullpup config bull pup configuration. Pup, pup. Mm-hmm. You're right, pup. When I said pup, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the firing grip in the front of the breech rather than behind it. That that sentence is literally from for the gun nerds. Because I was like, in front of the breech. What is a breech? <laughs> like, what? Is that the He's muzzle? Clearly, Is that the barrel? Uh, you know, it's a, uh, yeah. All right, it's that thing that the gun, the bullets fire out of. Yeah, that one. <laughs> no, no, no. So, Actually, I think the breech is um, the spent shell casings out the side okay. of the gun. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so it's, oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. That, I, I get that now. I get that now. So, th- I think this is also really cool, and it's really, really nerdy. But I think for me, I feel like this is a cool direction for Call of Duty to go into because Call of Duty has been tagged as the bro shooter. And it's like it's a it's a game you can jump in and just like play a couple rounds and just kind of be done with it. But I think what they're trying to do is offer like a RPG level like density to the game. Yeah. And I think this could be a good way of doing that. And I think. I don't know. It, I guess it depends on feels once you're actually doing it. It's like, is this stuff is just like, you know, does it, does it, is it really helping? Does it really matter or whatever? It's just like, I just have this M4, I'm shooting to kill a person and I do that and I'm fine. So we'll see. Uh, beyond that, there's going to be returning to some classic gameplay stuff. So map voting is coming back. The mini map behavior is reverting back to the old Call of Duty, which is um, you will appear on the mini map if you fire a non suppressed weapon, which 
I'm I'm doesn't I'm happy card? with. No, it doesn't. So you only people only appear on your mini map if there is a like UAV or something like that. I think. Or Same. or like a um one of your like equipments, like the radar, the portable radar, whatever that's called. Um I think this is really cool. Yeah. I, I think I actually like the old Call of Duty minimap stuff, so this just mm -hmm. works for me. Um all all chosen perks are available at the start of the, each map. So this new current uh, the current Call of Duty stuff like happens at a certain time or whatever. Yeah. And then um your multiplayer, the health is increased to 150, which is I think that's the current health in DMZ, I think yeah, at least. It is. Yeah, okay, okay. So that's just gonna go through everyone. Uh and that just increases the length of your time to kill. So it just gives you a bit more moving room to do stuff before you get completely destroyed by a person. Um there's also movement updates, so slide canceling is coming back. Um I don't even know if I was side canceling before, so this is cool. I gotta look it up to see what it I is. I couldn't even tell you what that means. I just <laughs> yeah, right? I don't people, bro. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Hey man, I just figured out the whole bunny hop stuff, so that that's where I've been living right now. So I gotta figure out what the slide canceling stuff is. Um, it's coming back, but it doesn't reset your tactical sprint, which I think was the benefits to doing it before, which is reset your tactical sprint. I actually had to look up your tactical sprint because it's just like, what is that? And that's just when you just run crazy because mm. you don't have any guns in your hand yeah so i was like okay cool 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 um the your you can cancel partial reloads by swapping out your guns and stuff yeah so like that is something that i've actually been doing and it just yeah. doesn't work in modern warfare 2 and like i'm like okay cool cool that that's great I, that needs to come back um that's pretty much the big things that's going to be happening movement wise all these details they've been saying, there's, they're talking about how we are going to give you more information in the future. Yeah. Uh, the big thing that I wanted to pull up, though, was the whole zombies thing. So there's been rumors, there's been talks about zombies coming back, and they've made it official and saying, hey, look, zombies coming back, but it's going to be a PvE thing. So it's essentially going to probably feel a little like the event that they did recently where Which it was talk about like, yeah right so i am very interested in this the one thing that is not in any of this blog post is anything about dmz so i think that is kind of the like worry that like oh are they actually going to just make zombies a new dmz special well, sauce no because DMZ is an extension of Warzone, so they're not getting rid of DMZ, yeah. and there was no need to give any new news or updates about DMZ yet because they didn't give any updates about Warzone in this thing. Warzone is a completely separate thing from the arena shooter side of yeah. Call of Duty. That's a good point. That's a good point. I, I didn't really think about it that way. Yeah, you're right. All right, so uh, yeah, that's it. That's that's all the Call of Duty news you could possibly stomach and. In just under, I don't know, 15, 10 minutes, whatever it was. All right. Number three, Island Wake 2 has been delayed 10 days to avoid clashing with October's big releases. This comes from IGN, specifically Wesley yeah. Inkle. So, Remedy has announced a 10-day delay for the hotly anticipated Island Wake 2. It was due out October 17th, but will now be launching October 27th. 
In a statement, Remedy said October was packed with game launches and wanted to give players more space to play everything, which I think is beautiful. More developers, more publishers need to do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just like, so right now, those games that they were trying to get around was Spider-Man 2 and Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Uh, um, earlier in the month, uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage is coming out. I think it's like the 5th of October. But both Spider-Man 2 and Mario Bros. Wonder are October 20th, which would be three days after Alan Wake drops. And I think, sure, like get your game a week after those two gigantic games drop and, you know, people will be able to play your game and enjoy it because they will have a whole week of playing Spider-Man and Mario and they'll be able to jump into this. So it's just like, that works, that works. And I don't think... I think this delay is not enough time to be like, oh, the game needed polish, so that's why I delayed it seven days. Like, I think this is just yeah. literally a moving of why, the game. Why because... throw ourselves under the bus? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that's perfect. Uh, before we get into a little bit of the Armor Core um, talk and in, in, in watching, uh, hey, how you doing? Can you uh, do us a solid? Do you like this video? It's over there. Is it over there? No, it's over there. If you like the video, can you, can you subscribe to the channel and can you hit the notification button and keep a little bit of this? Well, we greatly appreciate you doing that. Thank you. Um, if you were listening and none of that made any sense to you, cool. It was really funny at the time and it worked perfectly. So because you missed it and you kind of hurt my feelings, can you leave a review on this podcast? <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, and if you want to join our conversation, you can by joining our Discord at pressxmen2start.com slash Discord. Yes. All right. Uh, let us jump back into the gaming news. Well, so as I said, Armor Core 6, Fires Rubicon, they dropped a two-hour-long showcase. Damn. And I was like, what are they going to show for two hours? That doesn't make any sense at all. The first, like... 30 minutes or so was showing um, essentially more gameplay from the, the, the section of the story that they showed previously. And then the last hour and a half, Sean, hour and a half was just all multiplayer stuff. And uh, how much cleaning up did you need to do? After <sighs> I still didn't finish. Still didn't finish. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> I mean, it looked interesting to me. I, I'd play it maybe if I caught it on sale or something. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, I, I'll come over your house and play yours. That works. That or works. better yet, you could put on PlayStation Share Play and let me play it. There you go. Look at you. Those who don't use it, PlayStation's. Using PlayStation. Oh no, I just jumped all the way to the beginning. For those who don't know what the hell I'm talking about, um, PlayStation Share Play lets you basically control your friend's game, you know, or pass them a virtual controller. So for games that are couch co-op, you can actually make it, you know, non-couch co-op or you mm-hmm. know, whatever competitive. Right. Yeah. So um, for the showcase, they had Fighting Cowboy and Ouroboros. Oroboro, I think that's his real name. character's name. No, these are these are content creators. Okay, uh, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fighting Cowboy actually, uh, Cameron follows a lot of his content. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> so the the gameplay they showed was is essentially everything I wanted to see from Armor Core mm-hmm. in terms of movement, in terms of the ability to uh, dodge and like um, track like missiles and all that stuff. I'm just like, I I just everything everything is perfect. Like I can't wait to play this game in just an HD environment and just being able to one build my perfect AC and then go online and just get washed battle people to my heart's like the my main issue is that I don't know I don't know how I'm going to feel playing this and then going back to Gundam because it's like I, I enjoy Gundam like I've then I have accepted how that game plays. I've accepted like <laughs> what that game is, <laughs> like to put it in best terms possible. When so you like you have Stockholm syndrome. It's maybe it's not even a syndrome. It's like, like it's, okay. it's, say, no more. it's so bad. It's so yeah, like. This gameplay is like everything that I wanted from Marvel Core, and I'm so glad that it looks like this. I just hope that the smoothness of gameplay carries through, um, you know, in my actual living room versus this being a like controlled setting where they are all at the studio playing yeah. against each other online. I'm I'm hoping I'm you know should be online, but um, yeah. So like. In this actual uh, gameplay, like you can see, like what the lock on reticle is. There is a stagger system in this game, which is new to Armor Core, but it's not new to people who play Gundam. All five of you, I see you out there. Um, and then, like you can have different builds, of course. Like you can have a tank build, which makes you a bit more tanky. Then you can have a lightweight build, which makes you more mo- mobile in the air. And there's also like a spider leg build that allows you to float in the air. So. Mm-hmm. They're giving you different ways of combat, different ways of building your 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 specific loadout that you like to play with or whatever. So all this just looks great. I, I just wanted to show this. There's no way I'm going to sit here and show all hour and a half of this or whatever. But yes, if you are excited for Armor Core 6 and you did not know about the showcase, I highly suggest that you go watch the showcase. Oh, also to say that... um. Yeah, the multiplayer modes that they have announced so far is just a 1v1 and 3v3. What we're seeing in the showcase is 3v3. Mm. So, there. Now you know. Now you know. All right. What's next? What's next? Oh, another thing about Armor Core. That's what's next. Uh, Microsoft unveils. Oh, this comes from Pure Xbox. Microsoft unveils custom Armor Core 6 Xbox Series X console. Uh, this is from Ben Carey. Does this make you want Ahead to... of Armor Core 6. Sorry? Does this make you want an Xbox? No, it, it really doesn't. <laughs> so, ahead of uh, Armor Core 6 Fires Rubicon landing on Xbox consoles next week, Microsoft has teamed up with the folks behind the game to create a sleek-looking custom Xbox Series X. We, we're loving the subtle look uh, with this one. It, it, oh, it reminds us... Oh, that's what they're saying. It reminds us of the, the Halo Infinite 
console. I say all that to say that I don't like the look of this box at all. <laughs> this, it, I don't have the actual picture to show on the cast, but like, look it up if you care. It to me, there's nothing. It looks like a worn down box. And in the front of the Xbox Series X, it says Armor Core 6 fires Rubicon. There's not... Kind of lazy, almost. Yeah, like, especially looking at, like, the Starfield box and, like, how, what they did with that. It's like... Mm. I mean, I can see what they did here, but it's just, I don't, I just don't like the execution. I think they picked the wrong parts of Armor Core to display on this box. So that's that. That's that's that. Do you, do you have any impressions on this? Nah, nah. Let's tickle your fancy in any way. <laughs> All right. So um, the next thing that we are going to talk about is a little uh, ditty specifically for Sean here. I mean, we had to do it on my accord, but um. No, 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 no. We yeah. So we you got like a dragon, uh, Gaiden, the man who erased his name, coming out this year, and it's. Going to have a special trial version unlocked of a Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, aka Like a Dragon Eight, which comes out sometime early in 2024. Um, they've done something similar to this before, I think. Oh, okay. I want to say, but um, allegedly it looks like it says uh the special content has scenes not included in the main game. So we'll see how this goes. But um, coming out November 9th. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're interested in like a dragon, I got to say, man, like this looks so good. And my my main issue mm-hmm. is that I have to finish like a dragon. Yeah. yeah Yaku's like a dragon. I because they're naming convention. Yeah, I have to finish like a dragon. And it's like I feel like before I play this, I have to finish that. But looking at the rest of my year, I'm like, well, when am I going to finish that game? <laughs> um. I mean, you can always just read a synopsis about the previous game or whatever. You're right. Here's You're the right. thing. Um, I think the man who erased his name is going to be the old style where it's going to be a beat-em-up. And then Infinite is going to come yeah. out next year, and that's going to be more so turn-based, if I'm not mistaken. So you can pick your yeah, poison yeah. of what you choose. Yeah, like I am I want to get into this because I feel like that style of game would probably work very well mm-hmm. next to like Call of Duty. So I think that's yeah. gonna come out around November 10th or whatever. Um so yeah, I'm just like I, I think that could that could pair well with that. Yeah, I, I just I, I watched I watched a good chunk of this and I was like, oh this is this is this looks really good. They showed the different types, the two styles of combat you can do, which is the um Textile. Let me see if I can go actually fast forward to it. So it's the the agent style, mm-hmm. which allows you to <laughs> use gadgets like like a 007 kind of thing. And then the other the other style is the um, yakuza style, which is a style that you're more accustomed to, which is beating on dudes and throwing them in and stuff. Um, As so yeah, this. this so, <laughs> so yeah, this this looks really cool. Um, yeah, you're definitely getting this, right? Yep. Yeah. Yes, indeed. True sir. that, true that. Yeah, man. Like, this year's Game of the Year is, like, that whole conversation is going to be crazy. And, like, not even Game of the Year, but just, like, 
I'm looking at the Jeff Keighley Game Awards in like the different categories. Like this is going to be probably with the action games, and this is going to be next to um, Final Fantasy 16 because I don't think they're going to put that in the RPG category because I don't think it would. I don't. I don't think it'd be a good idea for them to do that at all. Next to Starfield and Baldur's Gate Three, I don't know. You talking about that. like a dragon? No, if, uh, like this, <laughs> like a dragon, like a dragon being next to Final Fantasy Sixteen in the best um, action. Um, I can see. Okay, that. wait, real quick, real quick. So another thing they showed in the trailer, I'm showing it on three now, is that there are live, uh, <laughs> live. Um, uh, I lost the words. Lost the words. There's live action scenes in the 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 clubs, oh, the nightclubs. Yeah, yeah, that's I, the cabaret clubs with the, the uh, cabaret. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just like, oh, all right. We'll see how that goes. All right, all right. I see what it goes. This is a very uh, adult <laughs> game. Yeah. Little known fact: um, all the girls that they choose to be in the cabaret clubs that you uh, interact with are actually Japanese adult film stars. Really? Yeah, so you can do research if you, you know, choose. I had no idea you can do research. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's that. Um, That's surely to be a pretty, pretty hot game. Oh, actually, let me show this part too. Uh, So this is, I think this is more so part of Infinite Wealth, where it's it's showing um, Ichigo. Ichigo? Ichiban, Ichiban, not Ichigo. Ichigo. You're right. Yeah. Because I think in the trailer that we saw in the last showcase, he was in Hawaii with his cheeks out. Had no that idea. Was actually what was going supposed on. to be a. Well, yeah, that is America. I'm a jackass. I'm about to say, actually, <laughs> it's America. <laughs> no child left behind. That is America. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's that. Um, what do we have happening next? We are talking about um, Farm Rush Cyberpunk. We already talked yes, about Yes, yeah. We can yeah, yeah, we did. Pokemon yeah, so it's, it's coming out. Yeah. So Pokemon Company having more conversations about game quality as fans comp mm, sorry, <laughs> complaints grow louder. This from this comes from Eurogamer.net, specifically Tom Phillips. So as fans complaints over game quality grows, the Pokemon company has said it is now having more and more conversations about ensuring game standards while keeping the series relentless release schedule. That, that last part was not quoted by them. It's just what Eurogamer added. So, you know, this is what we talked about when um, Scarlet and Violet came out. Like, a lot of people were talking about performance issues, mm-hmm. stuttering, like, just the game visually not looking as good as other open world games like um ooh, what's that other one? Xeno Xenogear, Xenoblade, Xeno Yeah. One of the one of the Xeno games. Uh, and that's like a big open world and that game just looked better than Pokemon. Uh, and then we have Tears of the Kingdom, which is an open world game. I, I although I will say that Tears of the Kingdom looks better than Pokemon in places. Yeah, but there is less happening in Tears of the Kingdom compared to Pokemon in terms of just NPCs in the world at one Doing time, stuff. unless you are going to like a town or a city or whatever. And even that is like, yeah, that's that's a comparable thing. But yeah, um, this is good that they're having their conversations. I think 
Pokemon definitely needs to step up when it comes to their bugs and their actual performance to make their games be the Pokemon game that we all want. Like they 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 really rely on the fact that they are Pokemon and they know that their games are going to sell because they are targeting two kids who aren't necessarily caring about those performance issues because they just want yeah. the new Pokemon to catch and do whatever with. They're but not, they I don't think, have a discerning eye. Exactly, basically. exactly. Right. But I think there is, I think at least for Scarlet and Violet, there was enough of a outcry for how terrible this game launched for them to be like, oh, that that's actually probably going to affect the sales like downward if we don't fix this in the future. Because like people are already like, look, you you messed up. So your next Pokemon game, we're not going to give you that same inch that we did in the past. So yeah. I definitely think that them talking, them openly saying like, yeah, we're actually having conversations about what we can do for the quality is a good thing. And is them being like, oh, we need to actually step up next game, next round. Um, we in this podcast, we've had conversations about will they actually release like a patch or a fix? I guess early this year in March, they didn't they didn't explicitly reach a patch, but they have been steadily improving the game through their yeah. different updates and other things. And I think the I think right now the gaming is a in a stable place, but you know what is stable? You know what what does that actually mean for them? But the game still just doesn't look good just because of the style they picked and how yeah. they executed on that. Yeah. So yeah, that is that. Um, the last bit of news is Xbox exclusive. Exclusive. Related. Microsoft's Xbox 360 store to close in July 2024. This comes from The Verge. Uh, specifically, Tom Warren. So... It is what it is. The Xbox 360 store is closing July 2024. It it had a very good and long run, but um, it's going the wayside, which makes sense um, because to keep that store open, you need to have a support system, and Microsoft has to pay those people to support. Yeah. To be clear, you're still going to be able to buy Xbox 360 backwards compatible games on the Xbox yeah. One and series s and x it's just you won't be able to access the store from the uh, xbox 360 console itself right right so that that is a good like thing to note for those people who are maybe panicking right now um there's also a conversation about like is this really the right move for microsoft to do this because of like game preservation and all that stuff and it's just like right now xbox right now microsoft is probably the best company for that game preservation stuff because they like allow you to do backwards compatibility like no 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 all no, this no, no. stuff clearly nintendo is they let you buy all the old nes and super nintendo you're right you're right my i i totally forgot as long as you have money you can buy the games as, as far back as you want but um so yeah it's like the the thing that you have to remember is that they're these are all companies, right? And like yeah. they have to make money to get to the next day. And the backwards compatibility thing is they're only going to support that as long as it's making them money. And I think they've just reached a point with the Xbox 360. They're just like, all right, well, we've literally squeezed all of the juice from this. It's time to shut this down, take that money, and put it into like the Xbox One uh, 
library store yeah, or whatever. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, cool, cool. Um, I don't, I think this is going to affect a lot of people. I just don't know if it's going to have that big of an impact for them and be like, oh, wait, maybe we should keep this going a little longer. And even them telling us now, they're giving us essentially a whole year to like get all the games you want before they go down. I think that's also a very long, long time. Yeah, so go buy like, Viva hey, Pinata while you still can. Exactly. Exactly. Get those pinatas or something. I don't know. So, uh, the last bit of thing, also from The Verge. Xbox introduced a new strike system to curtail bad behavior. Um, this comes from Ash Parish? 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 Gotcha. <laughs> anyway. The one ahead. time. The one time where I try to get the name right. You make a well, well-timed joke. Good <laughs> job. Alright. Um, so, Today, a new strike-based enforce, enforcement program is coming to Xbox. The system is meant to clear up confusion regarding how Xbox enforces its community standards and help players keep track of enforcement actions made on their accounts. So uh, there's an interview with The Verge. Xbox Player Service Corporate Vice President Dave Mc- McCarthy. McCarthy? Sure. Explains the new enforcement systems and its place in Xbox overall community management strategy. This is all about player transparency, McCarthy said. We didn't have a way to show our players what their standings in our community, and this makes it completely clear. So the new strike system is a eight-strike system. So if you get the eight strikes, you're going to be banned from your Xbox account for a whole year. I think four strikes is like a couple of months. And then one strike no, is like no 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 they have it on there. Um, oh, do they? Strike one is one day, two strikes one day, three strikes three days, four strikes seven days, five strikes fourteen days, six strikes three uh, blah, 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 twenty one days, seven strikes sixty days, and eight strikes is three hundred and sixty five days. Mind you, a Thank strike you. isn't a single occurrence. A strike has a point system, so some things will add up quicker than others. Like, hate speech right. is three points, so technically that's three strikes. Right. But, yeah, so... No, you're... Thank you. Um, yeah, so that is... I think... I think there's always a weird conversation of, like, all right, well, if you make this a, a, a strike system, how do you weigh certain things over other things? I think you said in in our Discord chat, like, Profanity being a strike is kind of a weird thing in in, in this. I guess, I guess it matters in, in context. They it have does matter in context, yeah. human, ho- hopefully human moderators, but then that's a lot mm-hmm. of moderation you have to do. But um, basically, a moderator is going to review it and categorize whatever it is. And I don't think some of these things should be on there, like profanity and what do you categorize as cheating? Like, is somebody camping in Call of Duty? You know. Head glitching, they yeah. would have been reported yeah. as cheating back in the day, you know. Um, right, yeah. sexually inappropriate harassment or bullying, like I, I know I what think, that is, but like, yeah, it, it's we know what it is, but it's like there will always be situations where it's like, oh, well, that's kind of gray, and it's like, how do they, how do they operate in those spaces? Because I think it is easy to 
to to say like trash talking is is harassing. Yeah, some some of it's, it's just like quote unquote locker room trash talking. Yes, I clearly understand yeah. what hate speech is, but I mean back in the day people used to say, you know, after your mom, whatever, you know, like I don't want to see anybody banned for that. You know, it's just talking BS. Yeah. But I also think like at that point there needs to be like a clear line in the sand of like, hey, look, okay, well, based off our, our, our new community standards, like stuff like that is just not allowed. So it's just like, mm-hmm. all right, well, if that's what it is, I have to decide like, do I still want to play on Xbox knowing that like I can't say those things or I will not be able to play on Xbox for whatever period of time? Yeah. Or is it a thing of like, no, this actually doesn't make any sense. Like this doesn't make any sense because of X, Y, and Z. This a group of people bring this to Xbox and they're like, okay, well, we'll we'll have some flexibility. So I think I think it's good for them to start this, but I will be interested interested to see like the ramifications. This, how it's going. Yeah, ramifications and like will they be flexible about this? And because I think it is each each um, infraction or whatever is going to be looked at by a human. So I think there will be like. Humanized judging this, not just you have a rolling six month uh system as well. Could your strike stay on your record for six months? Okay, okay, it, so yeah, it I mean, just I think... be best to not even talk on a Xbox Live. It, <laughs> this, this robust social hey. community that they built, and hey, if you, I think the thing is, like, I, I think we are looking at this from the perspective of like the Call of Duty, like, dude, bro, kind of thing, but I mm. think. I think generally this is a good system because, you know, that experience should not be like, you know, experiences for it, for all the other games that you're playing. Like, I think if you are playing like, uh, I don't, I don't know, some, some, like, uh, child Barbie game. Yeah. Are you going to get a strike for teabagging somebody? Is that harassment (laughs) in games? Like, or like, I don't know if you, you, you play, uh, uh, Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. If you target one specific person in a multiplayer game, they consider that harassment and bullying. Like, how? That, are they yeah, gonna... yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think in those cases, it will be interesting to see like how they digest that information and like what they do from that. Because, like, yeah, because it's like, well, is that bullying or is that just a tactic? Because you want to take out like, because like when I play Smash, people target me, and it's like, oh, okay, now I'm getting teamed because it's like. Three, three versus me or two versus me. I'm just like, all right, well, yeah. this is bullying, guys, and I don't like it. Yeah, but, you know. So, yeah, we'll see. All right, well, that has been it for the gaming news. Before we end this cast, we are going to talk a little bit about Call of Duty because, you know, we just couldn't talk enough about it earlier today. So, we did a couple of things. We, did we actually talk about... We didn't talk about the event, right? No, not really. that Okay. So we'll talk about that, and then we can talk about the... We talked about the raid last week, didn't we? Oh, so this no, is, okay. it just happened this past week. No, no on the, the, the actual... The raid? No, 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 not the event, the raid that we did. Oh, God. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. We, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about this Call of Duty event. So they had a release event for Modern Warfare 3, and... They they have they've done stuff like this in the past. I've actually this is my first time being a part of something like this. Um, they did it for Black Ops Cold War. They did it for Vanguard, and this mm-hmm. is their third attempt. Uh, this event was essentially a war zone event. 
So it was a 45 person lobby. Yeah. We all got into a, a plane. They did a cut scene to show you exactly like what's, what you're going to be doing. And it was head by, I don't know, the man from Shadow Company. I don't remember. Graves. Uh, Graves. There you go. Look at this guy. This guy pays attention. I'm like this guy. Um, so he's giving you his information. Essentially, you jump out of the plane. You have to secure one of eight missile silos. SAM sites. Yeah. SAM sites. There you go. All right. You know what? You know what, Sean? You go ahead and take over <laughs> because you know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> they pair you up in a random four-man team if you don't you know, pre-squad up with your teammates. And um, Graves basically tells you, you know, we're going to secure some SAM sites, uh, surface-to-air missiles. And you're going to, once you jump out the plane, it highlights which one they want you to attack. But, I mean, really, you can go attack any of them. Um, Once all eight are captured by all the players on the map, they simultaneously fire at a specific location, Zaya Observatory, on the Elmazra map and blow a hole. I don't I'm not sure if it's multiple holes, but basically it blows a hole in the side of the it's mountain. It's three holes. Okay, it is. Okay. Yeah. Um all the while, you know, the NPCs on this event are I feel like they're a little bit amped up. There are mm-hmm. a couple juggernauts, uh there's the helicopter commander firing at you. And once that hole is blown into the tunnel, mind you, you can't and into the mountain, you you can't attack other players on the map. This is strictly a everybody's working together for this one event. Um, yeah. Once the hole is blown in the map, you go in and you're supposed to be collecting biological weapons. I think like gas tubes or what have you, chemical mm-hmm. weapon tubes, and you collect about forty five of them collectively as you know everybody on the map and put them on the Xville Tower, uh, Xville Chopper. I'm sorry. And um, once you do that, you know, a countdown begins, basically. It says that, you know, the mountain is unstable. Everybody exfills. And then another cutscene plays where um, ultimately you get uh, betrayed. And they shoot everybody <laughs> that uh, helped exfil all these weapons. And they show that this was a ploy all along by the Coney group. And what else is the name? Makarov? Makarov, yeah. And this is supposed to basically kick off Modern Warfare 3. So all of this leads into the story slash gameplay trailer for Modern Warfare 3. Mm-hmm. And this event was awesome. They need to do more uh, timed events like this. Um, what did you think of this event, DJ? Yeah, I I absolutely loved it. The first time I jumped in, I actually jumped in with Sean. And he was kind of like like kind of instructed me like what's going to happen or whatever. And, I had already did it once before. Yeah. And then we got to the missile explosion or whatever. And I, was like, <laughs> I, think this is a good, <laughs> I think this is a good place for us to sit and watch the explosion. That happened. We're going to have front row seats to this explosion. <laughs> Turns out it was the best place because as he said, we had front row seats to the point where we was part of the explosion. <laughs> we we died. I didn't. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So, um, hurt us. <laughs> Yeah, so we we just perished in the in the smoke of uh, fire and destruction. But we came back because it's it's war zone rules, so we just responded. Um, I I absolutely love this event. I think this is a really really cool setup for Modern Warfare Three. I think the the things that they have you doing is fun enough where it's not like okay, this part's kind of boring, or okay, like now I have to wait for X, Y, and Z. Like it it kept you in the action the entire time. 
Yeah. On top of that, like, I think it made a good use of the Almazra map in terms of like splitting you out and then having you do yeah. things and then you come together and like all that stuff is really cool and I really like that idea. And like I think I'm hoping that we actually see more of this happen in Modern Warfare 3. More events like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even like possibly the actual zombie mode or whatever. Yeah, I'm wondering I, I, if they'll do something like that where it'll be uh server wide, you're taking out zombies. Yes, maybe yes. You'll maybe it'll be like an infection mode or something where, you know, who knows? Yeah, well, yeah. Because like right now, I have two theories about what's going to happen in Modern Warfare Three. First theory is I think the end of Modern Warfare Three is going to transition into zombies. Like I think it's going to be a thing of the chemicals we can stop it or whatever, and it's like an outbreak in the U.S. or wherever, and it's just zombies and that's how we get the zombies in the the whole like zombie mode or whatever mm. that's theory one theory two is theory one won't happen modern warfare 3 is just going to end in a very normal, normal like we've got the guy yeah but i think Warzone slash dmz is going to get infected and that like the zombies thing is going to be the new dmz thing and I don't necessarily um, want that to happen because I like DMZ and I think they should separate it out. But I think there might be I mean, too many different than what play. DMZ is now. It's just that the NPCs will chase and try to bite you instead of shoot you. That's true. That's um, true. From what I read, if I'm not mistaken, this will be a continuation of the Treyarch zombies storyline. Mm-hmm. So yeah. If you're a fan and of that. that um, Treyarch is actually, they're actually making the zombie game. Oh, okay. Yeah, which I'm okay with. I was really hoping that this was going to be more so a um, more co- more so come from Infinity Ward, come from mm-hmm. Sledgehammer Games, because like I like the Treyarch Zombies games, but I didn't necessarily like um, the like Pack a Punch stuff. Like I don't like the decisions made in the actual game itself. I like the mode. Like I, I want to be able to jump on stuff and like shoot down to the zombies. Like, but they don't, they don't let you do that. So you have to run around and so on and so forth. But I understand that. But it's just like, oh my God, let's, let's at least jump on a crate or something. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that we we take all of the um, mono warfare stuffness and and have that be the zombie mode. Yeah. So, got anything else to say about this? Nah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, guess what, guys? We did it. That has been another episode of Press X Start Gamers Digest. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoy making it. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell. Don't forget if you are listening and not watching, you do both. I believe in you. But if you're just watching, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or podcast services you are currently tuned in on. And if you want, you can join our Discord at PressXMatusart.com. There we have great conversations about uh, BBL gifts, um, what? Uh, video games, and um, um, how to have a great time. Yes, all those things. Because conversations are conversations, and that's how that works. Oh, and anime, too. We talk about anime. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Um, you know what it is. You know, be safe. Keep playing games. and. Hopefully we'll all get through this year intact, one piece, and full of great memories of... Did you say one piece? One piece? Oh, you got me. (laughs) 
All right, guys. See you. <laughs>